The first time Jesus revealed his glory was at a wedding and it involved wine and his mother. You might have a few questions. Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. One of my all-time favorite memories was the day I married my wife. I will never forget seeing Jen in her wedding dress for the first time and saying I do. Thing about weddings, though, they are expensive, and we were broke. So we chose to have it after lunch and before dinner so we could get away with just serving cake, coffee, and fancy trail mix. Jesus attended a wedding, most likely for a relative or a friend of the family, where the couple was also strapped for cash. They actually ran out of the staple for weddings at the time, wine. Fun fact, a Jewish wedding could last up to seven days. The groom was responsible for footing the bill, and running out of wine would have been embarrassing and could even have put him in legal trouble with the bride's relatives. By the way, we'll be reading out of John chapter 2 from the New Living Translation. When discussing wine, I want to take a moment to provide some historical context, because this can kind of be a hot-button issue for some. Scholars say the wine served was subject to fermentation. However, at this time in history, to quench thirst without inducing drunkenness, wine was mixed with water to dilute its strength. Due to the climate and circumstances, even new wine or sweet wine could ferment quickly and possibly make you tipsy if not mixed. Water purification was not really a thing back then, so wine mixed with water was actually safer to drink than water alone. While the Bible does say getting drunk is a sin, it does not necessarily condemn drinking this type of wine. All right, bases covered, we shall proceed. The Bible says this. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. Quick note, the way this is translated can come across as slightly disrespectful. The tone is more abrupt. Think of it like saying, ma'am, what is that to me and you? The big transition taking place here was that Jesus had entered into the purpose for his mission on earth. Mary had to recognize him not so much as a son whom she raised, but as the promised Messiah and son of God. Just an extra thought while we're talking submission, remember that for over 30 years, Jesus had submitted to Mary. It's really pretty incredible when you think about it. We all struggle falling under the authority of someone, but imagine if you're the son of God. Just something to think about next time you're struggling to submit to someone's authority. Anyway, Mary continues. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. A quick note here, these stone jars had a religious purpose. Not your common bath water, certainly not a punch bowl for parties. Before they would pray to approach God, they would wash their hands and face with a special water in order to be considered clean and present their best to God. This water could also be used for a variety of ways when they were considered unclean in a sinful way. So what Jesus does next is highly unusual, but very purposeful. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. 
Then, when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. The miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. John is emphasizing in this text that miracles were not merely displays of power, but had a significance beyond the mere acts themselves, which is what Jesus was relaying to his mom. I'm on mission. I'm not here for party tricks. Jesus was here to rescue and redeem his people, to reconnect them with God the Father. Notice, Jesus didn't throw out the ceremonial washing jars or the water used in them. He transformed them. He took the old path to God and made it new. John wants us to grasp that this is the first great sign performed by Jesus to demonstrate he is God, the turning of water into wine. Only God can create something from nothing. Only God can make a way where there was no path. Only God can take the ordinary and make it extraordinary, the natural and make it supernatural. The host had been serving the very best they had, and they ran out. Then they tried what Jesus had to offer, and it was the best they ever had. After three days, Jesus made something new and wonderful, and the host said, You have kept the best until now. For so long, there was the old way to God, and it was never enough. It couldn't go the distance. It couldn't last. Until Jesus. We try under our own efforts. We try to wash the exterior to present ourselves before God, but we're still unclean. Until Jesus. He transforms us. He redeems us. He renews us, and He restores us. Jesus doesn't want you to just get by. He wants you to have a rich and satisfying life. There's nothing that he can't do, nothing that he can't change. When the situation looks hopeless, when it seems like all is lost, Jesus takes the impossible and makes it possible. And he wants to do the same in your life. The young married couple broke, couldn't pay the bill. Jesus says, I got it. You and I, spiritually broke, bankrupt. Jesus says, I got you. Can you imagine being one of the servants at the wedding? Can you imagine what it would be like to see your faith and service rewarded? They didn't know what was going to happen. They just knew they needed to follow Christ's instructions. And when they did, the servants were the ones who witnessed the very first display of his glory. What does God want to do in your life? What is he asking you to do? You may not understand why, you may not understand how, but if you believe in the God who could create something out of nothing, then it's time to step out in boldness and obedience. Listen to the words of Christ. Step forward in faith and see what God does in your life. It won't look like what we think it should. It'll be so much better. Because Jesus exists and operates outside of all that we can think or imagine. We worship an infinite God. Later, Jesus would share another cup of wine with his friends in Luke 22:20. 20. At the Last Supper, before Christ's sacrifice on the cross and resurrection to redeem you and me, it says, After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. It started at a wedding. It continued at this last supper together. It all connects. Jesus was establishing a new covenant, a new way. He said it won't be possible with water or wine, but through my sacrifice, my blood must be spilled. Jesus gave up his perfect life for imperfect people like you and me. 
so that we could be reconnected with God. We no longer have to wash with the water to come before God. We are covered by the sacrifice of Christ. The only thing that could erase our sins, defeat death and hell, and offer hope and salvation was the blood of Jesus. We don't live for victory. We live from victory. And we serve a Jesus who makes all things new. Thank you for joining us today. We are praying for you and God's incredible purpose for your life. It's no mistake that you're here today. Christ is calling out to you, telling you to step out in faith. It's an honor to help you along that journey. We want to encourage you to stay connected and follow us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, a bunch of different ways, or you can find the whole list at honestlyradio.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube if you want to follow there as well. Thank you for helping us share God's word and teaching. We want to encourage you to daily connect with God through prayer, the Bible, and find a place to serve in the local church. This has been my daily reminder on Honestly Radio. Remember, live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time.